Well, hi there, everybody. Sorry to interrupt your other podcasts that you're listening to, but a little uh, fun announcement to make here. Casey, in summertime, we'd like to get up to some antics. And those antics would involve getting a bunch of nerds together and doing what nerds do best, yelling at each other. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So we are going to do Nerd Debate live this year. <gasps> Nerd Debate 5 live. There we in go. Person. Boom. That yes. is the subtitle. We just came up with it. We will be doing this at the amazing Bullfinch Brew Pub here in Syracuse, New York. So find all the information that you need at our social media or at nightshiftradio.com. We've drank Bullfinch's beer before. Dave, the brewmaster at Bullfinch, makes amazing beers. Check out the amazing stuff that's happening in Bullfinch. You can go to bullfinchbrewpub.com. Come join us on Saturday, July the 29th at 7.30 and be sure to be ready to listen to a bunch of nerds <laughs> argue with each other. <laughs> Alright, we're going to leave your podcast now. Goodbye. <laughs> You're listening to the Never Heard of It podcast. A Night Shift Radio original. Every week we bring you the good, the bad, the weird, and lesser known streaming movies. Hit subscribe for new episodes every Thursday and Sunday. Dr. Pond Nasty. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Caleb. How you doing today? Hi, Michael. I just smacked my microphone, but I'm all oh. right. You know what? Smack, like, smack the mic up? Smack my <laughs> mic up. Uh, <laughs> what was that pyro? What was the name of that band? That was uh, Prodigy. It was... Prodigy, right? Wasn't it? Cause, yeah, yeah cause it was smack did. my bitch up. Yeah. yeah, smack my bitch. Um, smack my bitch up, please, <laughs> please. <laughs> um, you know what I want? What do you want? I want a really nice cane, like a really well, like kind of like I, hand carved, yeah. like, nice thing. Because like, so for example, you, you know about my 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 joint pain. Sure, that that happens uh, periodically, but there there are other things like. You know, a couple mornings ago, I, I think I, I, just, I like, I slept like a fucking brick all night long. I laid down on my back, I covered up, and like that was it. I bless you, Penelope. Penelope <laughs> sitting in my lap, just sneezing. Uh, it's pollen season here. Uh, yeah. Oh, I saw some photos. It's pollen season there too. It's like yeah. it's like spring snow. Yeah, I'm <laughs> dusting it off my uh, desk because my wind there was a window yeah. right by my desk. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ! <laughs> I'm I'm kind of surprised you can see right now. Um, the uh, where, where was I? So I, I woke up the the next morning and uh, I think I had uh, inadvertently let. Uh, like the the heaviest part of the blanket, like way on my ankle, and like kind of hold it in like the wrong spot for the entire night. So I woke up and it was just stiff and sore, and it's hard to walk on. And so of course I'm limping because my ankle's hurting. And then like the more I compensate, like my other knee starts. It just it cascades as you get older. Like your whole your whole shit falls apart. I was, I was making this. Shit. I was making this joker. Ellen Ellen was singing the Head and Shoulders, Knees and Toes song. Uh, and I was really realizing head and shoulders, knees and toes, eyes and ears and mouth and nose. Like this is teaching children all of the things that they can look forward to failing them as they get older. <laughs> it's it's in order too. It's in order how it goes. It's like first your head goes, and then your shoulders start. To, you know your back starts to hurt, and then your knees and toes, and then that's it. And so like I was thinking about it. Like I would rather just have a really nice cane that I can walk with when when one thing starts acting up, so that I'm not overcompensating and ruin. Like I I went to. I I went to urgent care a few weeks ago. I told you about this because we thought maybe I had a blood clot because of the way that like I had essentially sprained 
a portion of my hamstring enough that it, like it, it was the, like solid knot that was like warmer than the rest of the muscle. And Ellen was like, we need to get this checked out immediately because you're going to yeah. die. Um, <laughs> and it was because I had been limping because of something else that was going wrong with my, it's, it's you know, it's, a, it's fucking, it's, it sucks. So I want to get a really nice cane and I want to be that guy that walks around with a really nice cane. With a really nice cane. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've been, I've been lamenting and we've talked about this before. I've been lamenting about my wardrobe and like wanting to dress nicely again. And, mm-hmm. you know, I loved wearing suits and, you know, looking all very, all very fancy, uh, in whatever way I can. But the problem with that is, is that I, uh, spend an absorbent amount of time sitting exactly where I am right now due yeah. to jobs and, and all sorts of jobs and a business and a company yeah, uh, that yeah, we're running. Yeah. So like, I don't need to dress up because nobody very rarely do people see me. I mean, I go out here and there, but you know, and I can dress up then, but like why spend a whole bunch of money on a really, really nice wardrobe when it's only a few small instances in which I am out and about in public, sure, uh, that it that it would matter. And yes, it's the whole idea of like, no, dress for yourself. And yes, of course, but I am dressing for myself and the fact that I'm dressing for the comfort of sitting in a chair, yeah, doing a bunch of things, writing a lot of emails, writing scripts and things like that. Like that's where my life is. And that's why I just invested a, a bunch of money into some really nice pants because, like, I will like I'll get dressed first thing in the morning, and I won't change into like pajamas or anything like that until like usually right before bed, unless it's a day yeah. where I'm just like, you know what, I'm not going anywhere today, and like I'm giving up on life essentially. Um, it actually, honestly, it was a today. it was a, a very very strong psychological aversion to this idea, that, like you know, like. Changing out of my day to clothes was an admission that my day was over. Uh, yeah. And it was a combination of that and also just like I am comfortable just like this. And yeah. so I just – I invested in really nice pants because I like wearing comfortable pants. Uh, and that 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 was my my – my foray into to that world. I, uh, I've like I've tried like shopping for like nice nice tops, nice shirts, and and whatnot. It's just like you know what? It's I'd rather just wear a good t shirt. I really would. Yeah. But the pants, like I don't. I've I've got some really nice pants now. Um, I I think that's my next uh, foray is to trying to find a balance between those two things. Uh-huh, you know, like uh-huh. finding pants that are comfortable that are still dressy looking. Like I, at the end of the day, I just want to look like Jeff Goldblum does. Just every day. Jeff, I just want to look like Jeff Goldblum. Fucking icon, that man. Just phenomenal, phenomenal icon. Uh, so Jeff Goldblum, you know, also a very uh, famous jazz pianist. I want to talk about uh, a thing I learned recently about H. John Benjamin Oh, and Jeff. Did you know that H. John Benjamin, uh, for those of you who don't know, is the voice of Bob Belcher on Bob's Burgers, brand new uh, Bob's Burgers movie coming out soon? Yes. Uh, he's the voice of Archer. I mean, he's basically that voice, uh, you know, like he yeah. just kind of has the same voice for every character, um, but it's okay because he just plays that guy. It's a voice actor. He... Uh, has jazz albums. Did you know this? And H. John Benjamin jazz. H. John jazz. Benjamin does. So, but here's the, the best part. So what he does is he hires a jazz band to play and then he goes and plays piano over top of it. But here's the kicker. H. John Benjamin cannot play the piano and he just like, just kind of does whatever over top of it. It just noodles. 
and he just noodles over top of it and it just sounds like absolute chaos but it sounds like jazz <laughs> that's the best part is he just like you know randomly plonks on the keys over top of these very accomplished jazz musicians that's fucking and it wild. is just the funniest like most random fucking thing in the world like i just love that he was like you know what i'm gonna do <laughs> I'm gonna play some jazz piano, and then it just he just fucking like blah 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 blah. While people are like, you know, these 40, 40 year like you know seasoned veteran jazz musicians are you know going to town, and that's just that's like Andy Kaufman level of brilliance. I want the kind of life where like everything else that I'm doing is like so successfully on cruise control and like doing well that I can just be like, you know what I want to do today? Play jazz. <laughs> I don't fucking play jazz. I'll, I, I do now. <laughs> I do now. I'm going to do it now. And I just think it's funny because the other thing is he's also uh, an ornithologist, an amateur ornithologist. He he just like takes a bunch of like he just loves birding uh, and so much so that his social media is just him being like saw a really good Robin today with like a photo of it. Like he just fucking he's just like, I'm just going to take a bunch of photos of birds, play shitty jazz and then voice the most iconic animated characters uh, of of current generation. <laughs> wow. Which I just think is brilliant. Wow. And you're right. That is the life I want to live where I'm like, I'm going to do this thing just for the, just for the pure comedy of it because I can, you know, speaking of doing things because they can. Sure. Uh, have you watched the Chip and Dale movie yet? I have not yet. So I wanted to last night and Juniper and I were going to watch it. We ended up getting distracted with other things, and uh, we did not. But we we will. I do want to watch it for reasons unknown to me. Ellen gave me control of the the remote yesterday, uh, and I, because uh, very you know, magnanimous of her. She, <laughs> well, she got she got back from her trip late, uh, late, late, late uh, Friday night. It was almost Saturday morning. In fact, uh, the 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 flight was delayed, and briefly it was supposed to arrive. Uh, in the AM. Uh, but all that to say, like we got back early, early Saturday morning, got back home, you know, we slept and then Friday or Saturday during the day, was just kind of like a, but let's just, sure. I don't want to do anything. So like we, we got, we went and got food, we got groceries, we did the essentials, but like midday she was just like, I'm done. So we came home and watched some TV. And at one point, she got medicated and she just handed me the room and she's like, I don't care. <laughs> and, like we, so we watched, uh, prior to this, we watched the the first three episodes of the Essex Serpent that are available. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, which absolutely excellent, uh, so far. Uh, who, who's, is that Tom Hiddleston? It's Tom Hiddleston and Claire Danes and yeah. I forget her name, but she was Flor Delacour and looks just like Claire Danes. Um, oh yeah, which I think she does. Was yeah. like really interesting casting so far, especially for the the arcs that are developing for uh, for these characters. Um, but uh, yeah, really, really just oh, and uh, Frank Delane, who uh, folks might know oh. as uh, Young Voldemort or uh, alternately Nick from Fear of the Walking Dead, uh, who is kind of like a a little bit too Johnny Depp in his uh, in his delivery for me, but like. 
also, like, I see more potential in him as an actor. Uh, he seems to have a bit more uh, breadth uh, in his abilities uh, than, at, as yeah. you have heard us discuss in the past and will again in the future, I promise. Uh, we don't think Johnny Depp has that much range. Uh, I think Frank Delane does. I think he's chosen to to sit a little bit in this this Johnny Depp zone. I, I think he has the potential to break out of it. Anyway, uh, we, we enjoyed that, but it was only the first three episodes so far. Well, which bummed me out because I thought the whole thing was released. Uh, and I think it's a weekly show because I think it just came out. Yeah, like, and just I'm, like I'm, two weeks ago. I'm annoyed now at how many shows that I'm watching concurrently that are weekly now. Because like I didn't, we we don't need to get into this again. But I didn't like this when it was a thing on you know when network TV was the only option and streaming wasn't. I don't like it now that they're bringing it back. I think it's fucking stupid. But that to say. We got to a point where, like, it was time to just, like, kind of switch off and watch something goofy. I was like, I want to watch the Chippendales movie. <laughs> I loved Rescue Rangers as a kid. Oh, what and, a great show. And uh, I keep seeing people talk about it being, like, surprisingly good or better than you think. And, like, I was like, but what if I think it would be good? Is this, <laughs> is it going to be better than good? Uh, <laughs> I, I need to know what's the scale. And we, we watched it and it was, it was a delight. It was, it was very much a fan service thing. It was very much like, we have these characters. We can make this movie. Uh, why don't we? Uh, and they, they played a lot with, um, you know, we've seen in the past, the, the, Animation overlapping with uh, with live action, we see that you know cartoons and humans, uh, and we've seen uh, the you know the rise of more like three D type animation. Uh, this plays with all of that. There's live action. There's, there's humans. There is like kind of traditional uh, drawn animation. Uh, there is three D, uh, very much like CG animation. There's even <laughs> some really fun, uh, like poking fun at the like early two thousands, uh, like really bad, like dead eyed CG. Uh, I, I won't give any more away other than to say there's a point where they enter an area that they refer to as the uncanny Valley. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, it, um, uh, I hear from when, from what I'm seeing that this movie is also very meta in yes. a way, like it is very like self-aware, um, yes. you know, it's, it's now all over the internet, but there's the ugly Sonic, yep. uh, which was the original, uh, Sonic, uh, uh, drawing where he had the separated eyes and the human looking teeth and the, the, and, uh, the teeth oh, very much great. play a role. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which I think is really interesting. I, it looks really good. And I, I feel like that's the type of movie where Juniper will enjoy it because it's weird and I will enjoy it based out of all of the, meta and nostalgia of it and yeah and all that. yeah you will get all the references and have fun with it she will just enjoy that it's a fucking weird ass movie with a bunch of fun cartoon characters that's pretty exciting yeah that yeah so that that just came out this past friday it also turns um, out that uh, disney plus has uh the original chippendales rescue rangers streaming i i should have known but didn't uh, yeah, but more importantly, I found by by just a, the the slightest bit of poking around, they have Darkwing Duck. Yeah, they do, and Darkwing Duck is coming back too. They're what? making more Darkwing Ducks. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So that's pretty exciting. <laughs> I'm very excited for that. I know. Uh, so Ducktales, there was a reboot of Ducktales, and that lasted for a few seasons, but is, then they is that on Disney Plus? 
The new DuckTales is also on Disney+. Plus. Okay, good. Yeah, I, as is the original. I yeah. need to watch the the new one. I wanted to watch the new one so bad. I loved the idea of them casting David Tennant as, as Scrooge. Oh, it's, he's great, too. And he's great I mean, in it. I yeah. loved DuckTales. I mean, uh, talk about problematic. DuckTales had, went into some really awkward territory trying to rewatch it. It still yeah. is, like, taken as a whole. Penelope, get off my keyboard. Uh, you're not a cat. <laughs> uh, taken as a whole, it's still a very fun show. But, like, there's, there's a lot that just, like, these writers. It's that very of the time. Yeah. You know, where you're like, ah, Disney, back when Disney was full of racists and they're not anymore. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, I like, I want to see what they do with the, these characters in, in a modern take. Uh, that really very much excites me. But, like, hearing that they may give that same treatment to Darkwing Duck. Darkwing, sign me the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Yeah. So, so that that was just out. Um, I want to talk about a couple of things really quick, and no. uh, they all sorry, involve Paramount Plus. Oh, yeah. So we got to talk about Halo. So Halo had its <laughs> season we, finale. Do we, have to? we do. We do. <laughs> because I think th- this is another thing, and, and I want to talk about a Kathleen Kennedy for Star Wars thing as well. This is another thing where it's people are learning the wrong lesson. So the Halo series had its season finale, and I'm seeing a lot of articles and a lot of people talking about uh, the fact that Master Chief in it ends up having sex with uh, an enemy, uh, so to speak. And everyone's like, blah, that's the the Master Chief shouldn't be having sex. Like, he's just a warrior, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, that's the wrong message. And another one is people are like, no, blah, blah. Like, we're mad because it's it's not the Halo story, right? So, you know, even uh, even uh, Marcus Leto, who is uh, one of the original writers and designers of Halo, you know, went on record being like, I, I mean, this isn't the Halo I created, so it's whatever. You know, whatever they're doing, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, ah, everybody hates the series because Master Chief had sex or because it's not the Halo story that I'm used to. That's not the lesson to learn here. No. The lesson is, is that they took a very popularized, I mean, Halo, I would say, arguably is one of the most popular video game franchises of all times, right? Like top five, at least. It's definitely up there. Absolutely top five. One of the most popular franchises. I mean, like, you know, we're talking, you know, decades worth of of games and fans. And, you know, it was the, I mean, Halo was the only thing keeping the Xbox afloat for many, many years. The fact that Halo was, was exclusive to Xbox. It's not that it was uh, it wasn't true to the to the Halo lore. It should have been, but that's not what made it bad. It's not that Master Chief had sex and ends up having uh, getting the this uh, you know the whatever the the world uh, the people whatever their their people are uh, I forget what the enemy is called uh, pregnant. That's not the, the covenant. That's not the covenant. So it's a covenant spy, humanoid covenant spy. He he impregnates her and they fall in love. That's not the that's not the problem with the show the problem with the show is that it's not a good show no and i know this very specifically because and at first uh, i'll be honest i didn't i didn't really know this actor i mean i'm sure i've seen him in 
in, uh, you know, other action movies or stuff like that. Um, but it's Pablo Schreiber, uh, who plays master chief. Um, and he's terrible in it. I mean, he's tall, he's big, he's muscular, he's ominous. He's good as a master chief per se. Um, but he spends too much time outside of the suit. Uh, and he spends not enough time. It's just not a good sci-fi series. It's just no. not good. It's poorly written. The, you know, the whole ending was very, I mean, first off the, uh, the whole, um, you know, thing with the Covenant spy, the Covenant spy's uh, name is McKee, right? Um, and we learned that she is uh, actually the the daughter of the the doctor who the doctor's name is something that sounds like McKee. I can't find her right now. Um, but that's like the other frustrating thing. It's like you named her McKee, but then her mom is just fucking, it's McKee. It just sounds the same. You done did it. I can't find her. It doesn't matter. <sighs> but anyways, it's just a bad series. And I was like, God, this guy is just so fucking terrible. Like he's so robotic, this Pablo Schreiber. And then I went and watched the Hulu series Candy. He is one of the main characters in that, in that show. Okay. And he is amazing in this show. I mean, he puts on a great performance, a brilliant performance. That show, by the way, Candy, it's only five episodes. It's based on a true story, a dramatization of a true story. Absolutely fantastic. Jessica Biel, brilliant in it. Like, you watch this and each time you're like, wait, that's Jessica Biel. Shit, this is Just so good. Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. So freaking good. He is amazing in that. And I watched that and I looked back at Halo and I'm like, Halo was terrible because it was written poorly and it was directed poorly because Pablo Schreiber is fucking great. He is a good, good actor. And I see that he can be a good actor. And that's how you know that it was just written really poorly because it, it he's terrible in it, but he's amazing in this show. I fucking hate seeing good actors being like... Being yeah. let down by by script and direction, like I fucking hate that. Cause like I know better. I know that you can do better, and right. like, like it is it at the point where like, did did you try and it was just so bad, or was it so bad that you're just like fuck this, just give me the paycheck? Like I'm not passing judgment. Like I in, in cases like that, I don't actually fault the actor for delivering a bad performance. I, I probably should to an extent, but I don't but because they were given so little to work with. So here here's my here's my point to that. Uh, if I were to say Ewan McGregor is he a good actor? Yes. Natalie Portman, is she a good actress? Absolutely. Actor. I see Absolutely. where this is going. Hayden Christensen, is he a good actor? I don't know, to be honest. I, I would say I've seen I've seen all the other <laughs> things he's been in. So yeah, I'm gonna say yes. Yes, okay. he is. But if you watch episodes two and three, where all three of them play together, those are terrible performances. Mm -hmm. Terrible performances. But we know, I mean, Natalie Portman is a mult, she's one of the youngest uh Academy Award winners ever. She is in great, great movies. I mean, Black Swan is a masterpiece of a film. You know, like, uh, you know, even though it's very weird, kind of leaning into our Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus theme uh, for our upcoming episode, The Professional, she is, I mean, she's a little kid in that movie and she is phenomenal in that movie. You know, Natalie Portman is a good actress. Ewan McGregor, Train Spotting, Big Fish, like, I would even argue Moulin Rouge. He is an amazing actor. Hayden Christensen, Jumper, Glass, great, great performances from these actors. 
And but they're terrible in those movies is because George Lucas is a terrible writer and he's a terrible director. We know mm-hmm. this, right? Mm-hmm. So like that's that's the thing is like you can get put good actors. Even Samuel L. Jackson um is is so wooden and terrible in in uh, uh the Star Wars movies. We know that he's a fantastic actor. We know that he can pull off, you know, good. I mean, I wouldn't say he's an iconic, but he's an iconic actor. He can play roles well. But when you see him in this role, he's just so like and is that what you are telling me? And it's like, Jesus fucking Christ, man. This is Star Wars. Like, are you kidding me? Like, this is Star Wars. Try, you know? And it's just it's just bad. You know what uh, I forgot about? You were, you were talking about Natalie Portman, and you referenced the Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus, which uh, we will be talking about on this, this upcoming episode on Sunday. Uh, but two years before the Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus was released, Natalie Portman starred alongside Dustin Hoffman in... Uh, Mr. McGorry's Wonder Emporium, Emporium. (laughs) which was a very delightful kids movie. That is a kids movie. Not at all similar to the imaginary of Dr. Parnassus. But you know, I will say I I got them confused many times during that. I I think I also did, but like definitely like a a funny coincidence in the titles and just like a little little fun facts for you. A little little bit of trivia. A little the strings. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so there's, there's all that. So yeah, Halo on Paramount Plus. If you're a, if you are a diehard Halo fan, I feel like you're going to fucking hate it. If you have bad taste, you're probably going to like it because it's the most generic sci-fi. Like it is the most standard, like just standard safe sci-fi series out there. Like it doesn't do anything new, even though it could, it's so obvious, like the whole series, you're like, this is obviously what this is going to happen. It's just so bland. I am, it didn't need to be. I am a casual fan of the the Halo series. I've played a, you know, a couple of the games and enjoyed them. Um, I love sci-fi and am able to make a lot of excuses for bad sci-fi because... Totally, totally. M- honestly, most sci-fi is, is bad. I mean, uh, that's a, the theme of the majority of our show. Yeah. <laughs> And like that's that's fine if you give me something fun. Yeah. But this the the Halo show was so wooden and boring yes. and the effects were bad, the acting is bad, the writing is bad. Like everything about it is bad. I couldn't even get past, like, I watched the first episode, like, late one night by myself, like, Ellen had gone to bed, and I was like, well, she's not going to be interested in this, I'm, I'm going to watch it. And I was like, wow, that that was not good. And then, like, a week or so later, uh, it was back in Syracuse, we were making uh, making Somnium, and we were hanging out, and you're like, let's watch, let's watch episode two. I yeah. watched episode two. I will not finish the show. And usually once I've committed to an episode or two of a show, I will finish it even if I don't think that it's good on the off chance that, like, maybe it gets better from here. (laughs) Right. I mean, how many series have you watched where the first couple episodes you're like, "Eh, that wasn't great, and that turns out to be one of the best shows Mm -hmm. you've ever seen? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, there are shows where an entire first season is like that. And I get the argument that people make, like, why should I invest in a season that I don't enjoy because you're telling me it gets better? Like, that's a fair argument. It's a very fair argument. And that does happen a lot. I I feel like you can't do that anymore, though. Like, back in the day when everything was drip release, 
I I could I could make that argument of like yeah well you know Seinfeld is you know Seinfeld and Scrubs are two of one of the most biggest examples where the first couple episodes you're like do I I mean is this the show like I'm kind of not really but then as you watch more and more you're like oh like I get it it grows on you it gets better and better you know that sort of thing you know I'm sure other shows are probably the same you know Office and other things where like the first episode or first couple episodes aren't great Mm -hmm. but that's how sitcoms were back then that's how series were back then because there was nothing else I didn't have nine million other choices to watch you know whereas like I watch this bad Halo and I'm like yeah, I watched two episodes of Halo. I could go watch five seasons of The Expanse and be fucking satisfied. You know, I could go watch Dark Matter and be satisfied. Like, I can watch all five seasons of that show and be like, what a great fucking show, you know? That's the thing that I think you're hitting the point right there is that when most of the the shows that that we were exposed to that were like, you just got to get through the first few, you got to get through the first season or whatever... There weren't really a lot of choices to to draw your attention away, but now like the streaming world is overfull, overflowing with with options to Absolutely. the point where like there there are too many things to watch. You know, coming from uh, someone who like co-hosts a weekly show about things that are out there to to watch, there are too many choices, uh, and so like you can't come to the table with something that weak. Yeah, because nobody's going to give you the fucking time of day because there are so many options. (laughs) Right. There's just so many other things that you could be watching that are coming out across, you know, back in, you know, back when we were kids, you know, you know, nine, 10 years old, there was four channels, you know, you had, Mm -hmm. you had Mm -hmm. NBC, ABC, CBS, Fox, and that was it, you know, and like every so often, if you were feeling wonky, you'd go watch UPN or something, <laughs> you know, like, you know, you, cause I watched UPN for Martin because that was a great show, Martin, you know, yes. but like, uh, you know what I mean? So it was like, and every so often you watch that and then the WB came along and, you know, and then Nickelodeon and then, you know, you had a few channels here or there, but Nickelodeon was all kids. So it wasn't even like everybody was watching that, but that was it. But now it's like Netflix, Hulu, Paramount Plus, Apple TV, HBO Max, Disney Plus, all of these series, and I'm not even done, Showtime, all have full-on series right mm-hmm. now. All mm-hmm. of them. That's that's seven things that I just could name off the top of my head that have original series that are either doing full releases or not. And there's some really strong shows yeah. that are there. Like, by the way, if you're not watching Evil on Paramount Plus, you need to be watching Evil on Paramount Plus. I watched the first two episodes and I'm 100 percent in. That's it the stars one with, Mike Coulter. Yeah, with, uh, Luke Cage from Luke Cage. Yeah, hell so yeah. I, I yeah definitely I have, watch that. It's that's great. on my list. I have been meaning to. Yeah, because uh, there's a new season coming out. And I just started watching it. and I was like, oh, this yes. show is fucking good. Yes, this is a really good show. And that's the thing. That's the thing. Like shows like that that stand out. Yeah, you're gonna get get your audience. And like when you add in, like not only is there their competition between like you know my show is worth watching uh, versus this one is not. But there's the competition of like, is your fucking streaming service worth watching, uh, worth worth paying for in addition to or instead of uh, the 37 other options? Uh, Like, (laughs) the joke has been made, but like we spent so much time saying like, we want cable, but we just want to be able to choose our channels. And they gave us the choice, but now we have to pay for every single one of them individually. And now, and now it's more. Yeah. I, you know, and that's see the other thing about that is that like, 
you know, used to be time slots, right? Like if NBC had a show at Thursday at eight and ABC had a show Thursday at eight, you picked one and then that was it. Like maybe if you had a good household, you, you VCR, you know, you, you recorded the other one, you VCR'd it and then you watched it later <laughs> and waited. But like, if you picked one, that was your choice. Like you picked that one and that was it. Now I can watch Halo and halfway through it be like, fuck this and go watch Stranger Things. You mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. I can, I can dip out and be like, yeah, but Obi-Wan and Miss Marvel are both playing on Disney Plus right now. Like, why the fuck would I watch your shitty Halo when I can watch fucking Ewan, Ewan McGregor lightsaber people? Why would I watch you when there's that, you know? Like, why am I going to watch that when there's a brand new Star Trek that is talking about the Enterprise? Why would I watch your stupid-ass show? You fucking Star Trek, man. <laughs> like, new Trek is so good. Like, and this it's really good. It's like... Uh, uh, like for for all of the things like Halo that are like ruining things from people's youth, like the, the new Star Trek series are just like breathing new life and like uh, like just exploring this this amazing universe of potential stories. And it's like it every episode makes me so happy. Uh, it is so. I good. just like I honestly like Discovery has been great. Picard has been great. Strange New Worlds is hands down my favorite new Trek series. Oh, totally. Hands I, down. Uh, it is, uh, yeah. I mean, the last episode two was just episode three was just absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. We're now, by the time you guys hear this, episode four will be out. Um, but episode three was just great. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of really good episodes, we have a brand new really good episode for you this coming Sunday. Uh, so if you have not hit subscribe, please make sure to do so. Um, uh, because you know, new episodes every Thursday, every Sunday, Thursday, we kind of recap the week in, in entertainment and just kind of talk about what's on our minds. And Sunday we cover full episodes. So this coming Sunday, the Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus, which is streaming on Hulu. So if you're the type of person that watches movies before we talk about them, Hulu in America is where the Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus is. Um, so thanks a lot for listening along to this bonus episode. What have you been watching? Let us know. Is there a show that we didn't mention in this past uh, 30 minutes that we should? Uh, hit us up. You can uh, tweet at us at the Nahoit Podcast on Twitter and Instagram, the N-H-O-I-T Podcast. Uh, you know, we're available there. Or, you know, even hit us up individually. All of our links are down below. Or if you think that you have an argument for why the Halo series isn't total garbage, tell us. Tell us. I would love to hear. I would love to hear a rebuttal on that one from someone that's like, I don't know. I thought it was neat as to like, no, this is why it's good. I want to hear it. So let me know. Um, uh, so there it is, everyone. So thanks a lot for listening. We super appreciate it. Uh, you know, make sure to hit that follow or subscribe button. And as always, make sure to share with 100,000 of your closest friends. The least you can do. Get them, get them signed up for our streaming service. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so thanks a lot for listening, everyone. And we will see you Sunday. A father's tragic past, hidden in the adventures of a cartoon mouse. A cautionary tale on the dangers of temporal tourism. A woman searching for answers after the death of an old friend. This is the Storyteller series, a Night Shift Radio original. Every month we bring a new short story to life in a full cast audio drama. We publish a second exclusive story to our online print edition. And we give you a glimpse behind the pages with our author interview series. Subscribe to the Storyteller series wherever you listen to podcasts and visit nightshiftradio.com for more information. <laughs>